a playlist original. Hey, what's up? It's your host, Tori, and who is ready to be petty? Welcome back to another episode of RTBB. I am so glad you are here. This week, Cam from the What I Will Say podcast joins me, and we have so much fun talking about a lot of conspiracy theories around Taylor Swift and the the (laughs) D-dozen. We'll get into that (laughs) later in the episode. It's super fun. I really highly suggest you check out my folklore episode with Nick that was posted a few weeks ago, and then... Check out Cam's podcast, What I Will Say, because we get into queer theories about Taylor Swift pretty quick and we definitely get jargony and we sometimes stop to explain stuff, but also just get wrapped up in it. So if you're confused about anything, DM Cam or I, look up a Tumblr master post. Just, I don't know, enjoy the ride. We're going to we're going to take you to some far off places and I hope you enjoy truly. If you haven't already, subscribe to the podcast, share it on your social medias, share it with a friend. Those are some of the best ways that you can support the podcast. Just, you know, text it to a friend that you think would like a little bit more pettiness in their life. I have some fun stuff coming up in the fall that you won't want to miss. I am so excited about what's in store for RTBB's fourth year in existence. I can barely keep any secrets, so just stay tuned for that. I'm really, really excited. But let's get into it. It is a really fun episode, so enjoy my conversation with Cam. I'm back with a very special guest, Cam from the What I Will Say podcast is here. Cam, how are you? Tori, I'm doing so great, especially great because I'm here with you. Oh, thank you. I know. It's like, I feel like we could talk forever. We could. We, we, before recording this, listeners, Tori and I just got into <laughs> it, like talking, like, I was like, we should start recording because we're just getting into it. Like, yes, this is good content. And is. maybe we'll touch on this later. Yes. So if the listeners don't know, Cam, you host a podcast mainly on Taylor Swift conspiracies. Well, we're branching out. Because there's You're only so much you can out. say about Taylor Swift. Yeah. Yeah, we're branching well, out. The Swifties would <laughs> beg to differ. <laughs> well, I'm luckily I'm not a Swiftie, so. Yeah. I really, I'm such a Taylor Swift fan, but I don't brand myself as a Swiftie. Well, that's like, it's a whole different ballgame. Like, to be a Swiftie is, I think you have to get, like, some paperwork for that. You have to, you know, it's just a whole extra <laughs> Like, I love Taylor, and I'm obsessed with her music, and of course I'm obsessed with her personal life, but like, Mm. I think I criticized her a little too much to be a Swifty, because Swifties is very much like a blind worship, kind of. Yeah. No offense to Swifties. Yes. No no offense. Love you. (laughs) No offense to anyone. Love you. Yeah. Don't dox me, but (laughs) (laughs) we are going to get into some Taylor Swift criticism later on in this podcast. Trigger warning. Trigger warning, how did you become a Taylor Swift fan just through her music? Like, were you a day one girly? Um, Kind of. You know, I mean, I don't know that I want to claim it just because, like, I've you know, I haven't followed her closely enough to maybe 
own that, but whatever. I mean, I, I remember hearing, you know, teardrops on my guitar and like our song on the radio and, um, being very excited about these cute country songs. And, um, she was like, did her country debut not too far from where I grew up. Like she was oh, around, like she was kind of a local girl almost. Like I, I was like, Oh, Taylor. Yeah. Me and Taylor. Like, yeah, she's, you know, cause I'm from the deep South of, of America. So. Right. 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 Um, right. And I, I just thought she was a, an excellent musician and loved a ton of her music just mm -hmm. through the years. And then in the summer of 2020 is when I got obsessed with her because. Because um, the Carly Kloss of it, the Diana well, Agron of the, it. Yeah, the, the Diana Agron of it in particular. And yes. um, it just took off from there. So my, my quarantine hyperfixation, we all had one. So, mm -hmm. you know, nobody called me weird because I know you guys were doing weird stuff too uh, oh yeah for sure was to learn everything i could about like first taylor uh the rumor relationship between taylor and diana swift grind which is kind of my specialty but then also everything else i could learn about all the ladies all the gossip all the guys because i think she's bi i think she's dated guys as well um so i wanted to know everything i could about that and now i do and no i'm just kidding <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, honestly, I've got, you do. <laughs> now, I, you know, I've got a podcast. We review like what I call conspiracy ships. So that's like conspiracy relationships. And we, mm -hmm. we just talk about like, okay, here's these two famous people. Some people say they dated. Some people say, no way. They never, they were just friends. And we try and get to the bottom of it. And we've also, we've started looking at relationships from like, okay, everybody thinks this is PR, but what if it's real? So. Yeah. Uh, and Tori, you joined me like a month yes. ago and we went over Griles, which is the rumor relationship between Harry Styles and Nick Grimshaw, which was a ton of fun and definitely. Yeah, so much fun. It, it's just fun going back in that like era. Like I really feel like there was something about like, what was that? 2014? That 2012, was so 2013, fun. 2014 was like very much an, an era in like the Taylor, the Harry, the One Direction, yeah. the, you know, the red Justin album and Selena. I, Justin and Selena, like all of it. It just there was a lot. And it's a and I spend a lot of time, you know, Fifth Harmony starts coming up. Like I've spent yeah. a lot of time talking about that era and other eras, but Yeah. Do you think that Taylor's like this interest in these conspiracies comes from her being very cons like conspiratory? Like, I don't know, like yes. her like the Easter egg hunts. The Easter eggs. Yeah. Of it all. Like not, uh, no other artist other than like maybe Olivia Rodrigo, who obviously got some of this from Taylor Swift, does this in depth, these hints for her fans. Yeah. I feel like, I mean, there's been a tradition in music for a long time. Like as long as we had maybe the concept of modern music, people have always been about like, well, who's the muse and who's not. So you go back to even like classic rock, like Layla and other love songs, which is an Eric Clapton project and album was all about Patty Harrison, who was George Harrison's right. wife. And right. it, it was sort of the scandal that he just fell madly in love with her. And two of the best songs ever Layla. And then also why does love got to be so sad came out of that. And it's just like, people wanted the tea and people wanted to know who the songs are about. And, you know, you talk about the drama within Fleetwood Mac. That's another, you know, their, the, their songs are all about each other, right? And they're all this in, internal drama in the band. And um, it's songs like You're So Vain. Like, everybody wants to know who's the muse of this song. But Taylor has tapped into that in a almost just like 
I don't know. I mean, Taylor, like, is it, would it be wrong to say, like, almost in a capitalistic way? Oh, 100%. She is my favorite capitalist. Right. (laughs) She's the only capitalist that gets rights, maybe. I don't know. Um, (laughs) Taylor does not deserve rights. But, like, she, so, I mean, from the very start, right, she was naming songs. She was, like, naming, like, having guys' names pop up in songs, like, Drew looks at me in teardrops. She put Sam Armstrong, bless his heart. His name six times, six times, Sam, 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 hidden in the liner notes of should have said no. So like Taylor has been like, hey, girls, like you want to know who I'm writing my songs about? Here's a bunch of clues. It's in the liner notes. It's in the song. It's in the name of the song. It's if I wrote we were in a place. Well, who what place was I with that that guy in? And the problem is, is like Taylor's very bisexual. And I say that so casually now because I've spent so long doing this and like heard so much tea from like well-vetted sources and like studied it all and like i guess maybe i shouldn't say it so casually but like she just is because she's hidden clues about like you know she's if you go look at the lover era she Mm. wore a bi pride bracelet she put the bi pride flag in her hair in a music video about you know gay pride she dropped a song called me on lesbian visibility day and said me out now there's a lot of stuff like that. So it's the, it's the same kind of Easter eggs. You know, she put a, a pride pin on her like Easter egg jacket. There's a ton of yeah. stuff from that era. And there, but there's been other stuff too, right? You go back to the 1989 era. She wrote boys and boys and girls and girls. You can want who you yeah. want boys and boys and girls and girls into welcome to New York. Like she's been yeah. like, even the, the music video for mean has a little gay boy in it. That's being bullied for being gay. That's mean yeah. that's speak now. So she's been like commenting yeah. on queer culture for over a decade now um so take away all the rumors take away like oh well i think her and carly claus blah 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 take you can take that away taylor's still like queer in my opinion Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. i remain i despite like being a swift run expert and like knowing everything i can about gaylor i remain extremely um skeptical of all of it. I know. I know. Like, I listened to your podcast and you're like, but, but it mm-hmm. could be this way too. Right. And I was like, no, Cam. <laughs> it's not. Which is like, like, probably annoying to some people, but I don't know how to approach it any other way. I'm a skeptic in no, real it's life. Good. I'm like, if you can't prove this in a lab, I don't want to hear about it. Like, I'm very no, much. It's, it's good. Right. So that's just it, how I do it. It's not even like skepticism per se. It's like just ensuring that you know, you, there's a, a chance that it could not be true, which I think it was good to have. Well, I just, I don't want it to be a religion. Like some people that yeah. follow these ships, like, I don't, should I name names or I don't even have to know name names. Like you guys know some people, some shippers take it to a level that to me is unacceptable. Like 100%. just screaming, fighting with people about it, you know, just the Twitter brawls and just like to the point where, the celebs like you know they don't even like that section of their fan base and totally it's too like, much it reminds me of even this met gala Haley and justin are walking the red carpet and people are chanting selena yeah uh, yeah like just, just like, that chill. type of thing that i'm like because like i'm a jelena shipper till i die but like right. i'm i'm not chanting selena if i ever saw like the couple out in public that's unhinged no i think people should make their tiktoks make their tumblr posts and throw it into the jelena tag but they should never they shouldn't be trying to drag justin and and selena and Haley into the jelena tag right and i i strongly believe that 
So. Yeah, like bully them like in public. Just like, like at an event. Yeah, we just need it's, to leave them alone. It's so weird. That's so funny though. So do you follow other Taylor Swift? Like are you, when she releases a music video, are you looking for Easter eggs that indicate romantic relationships or are you also looking at because she does lots of like music release dates i leave the stuff i the thing is is like you can just copy off the swifties homework they will do it so i don't spend a lot of time worrying about well let me do let me get out my trigonometry calculator (laughs) and this this fucking what's that thing that's a triangle and like yeah. you know what? I'm like I'm not like yeah. out here like let's do Your some protractor. switchy calculus. Yeah, like let me get on my protractor and like get a calendar out with these and like actually you need the Mayan calendar. No, I'm not doing yeah. that because Swifties will do it. Swifties Literally. will do it. So I just let them do it and then I copy their homework and I say, Well, here's the theory. What do we guys think? Like today. Today is uh the the day where that we're recording this is August twenty second. Um Taylor like on TikTok maybe had like some stuff pinned or had some sounds or like, the sounds lined up on TikTok. So, like, August, the song, and then 22, the song, were, like, pinned. And then also she had the 10-minute all too well. So people think TS10 was going to be announced on August 22nd. Yeah. And so, like, I posted that theory, and I was like, what do you guys think? But, like, I, I don't get into the prognostication myself because yeah, I think Taylor, like, it doesn't happen anymore. Like, the, the clues don't add up to anything anymore. And I think Taylor's just sick of it for a while. And I mean, someday it'll come back, I hope, because it's fun for her fans. But like, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I will be watching music videos to see who do I think this song is about. Yeah. I 100%. can't help that. Cause like, listen, I'm just like a nasty little gay. Like, I'm here for the <laughs> nasty little tea. But I will remain pretty skeptical. So like, a lot of people will say, oh, this is so obviously, like, she's not, oh, it's so loud. This is so obviously this. And I was like, well, it could be. But yeah. You know, there there are some things that she could do that I would be like, oh, shit, <laughs> that song is about Diana. Like, oh, shit, that is a call out to so-and-so or whoever. But um, I try not to go overboard with my speculations. It's probably a little too late for that because I did. Yeah, yeah, you're, you, you're like, I've capped it at the normal amount. I've capped it more. at the normal amount. If you guys want to see, like, how unhinged I can get, go to swiftgroundmasterpost.tumblr.com because that's where... <laughs> uh you know i just i love a good master post like listen you've got to do it when it when it when it's taylor or honestly when it's conspiracy ships in general mm-hmm. it is the only acceptable way to communicate things besides a podcast is in master post format 100 have you done a episode on lord and jack antonoff no um we might someday but i don't really like either of them i like i don't music but like i don't either jack is annoying to me for some reason he's so annoying but i will bring that up as often as i can just because i want to talk about that conspiracy it's a good it's a good like straight one because there's not so many straight like when you start talking about straight people then you start having to be like no they're not pr i swear so like we were talking about harry and olivia wilde like i'm a i'm a wild styles which People call it Olivia. Why is it not Wild Styles? That's so wrong. Wild Styles is, yeah, so much better. Yeah. Yeah, no, I get that. I know, because I'm always like, Ben and Jen are real and stuff like that. Yeah, it I is, think they're real. Yeah. The ones that just got yeah. married? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And, like, when we were talking about Olivia and um, Harry before the episode started, the other part about them that I 
do think is real that people get messed up is that like you can have a real relationship and have it mutually beneficial for both of your careers and I think people since PR relationship is such a overused term nowadays I feel like people forget that that gray ground is probably the most likely yeah I mean it's just true like people can use I mean look at Taylor and Carly like they did so many pap walks together they would like Carly would be like have doing a Victoria's Secret deal where Victoria's Secret is like hawking this like perfume and then they'll go what's that makeup shop Sephora yeah then and then Carly and Taylor go to Sephora there's like 50 paps they're waiting for them when they get there they're dressed they're like professionally styled and done up and then they go shopping in Sephora and they've called the paps on themselves like come on like even if you think they were sleeping together behind the like behind you know behind the scenes like they were like also mutually promoting other stuff 100 that happened a lot with them there's many instances of that and i'm not saying there wasn't something else going on but it's just like real connections friendship beyond that whatever can be used for pr like just because some celebs call the paps on themselves does not mean they're definitely fake it means they need attention but like celebs always need attention so totally and i like it liken it to real life couples too like people marry for love obviously but sometimes it's also for status and money and all of that stuff so mm-hmm. yeah it's just like real life yeah definitely okay let's get into our topics for today we're gonna talk about our girl taylor swift because she has been in the news quite a bit even though she was like not releasing new music we're gonna talk about like the summer of queer news because there's so much going on mm-hmm. we're gonna talk about family tiktokers specifically the doherty i, I don't dozen. know how to say it either it's i think like, it might be doherty oh my god if it is okay so i'm just not gonna name them ever again but the, this is the problem the d dozen the d dozen this is the problem with like watching something on tiktok mm-hmm. but then net and then I was on Reddit, obviously, but then never saying it aloud or hearing it said <laughs> aloud like very until internet. you're podcasting. Like that's <laughs> very much that's very much a 2022 problem of like, yeah. well, <laughs> I've never said this aloud until I had to talk about it on my podcast. Yeah, I don't know. It could be Doherty. I feel like she says Doherty though, but Probably. I could be wrong. I don't know. Probably. That might be like the anglicized, I don't know, version of this yeah. like Scottish Irish word. Scottish or Irish. I should know because I am Scots Irish. Yeah, same here. Like 100%. <laughs> and then Cam is going to name a Petty Weight Champion of the Week and share her this week in Petty Story. So let's get into it. I haven't talked about this. I talked a little bit about Kylie, but not specifically about Taylor. Everyone knows Kylie Jenner posted a controversial Instagram post about uh, her and Travis Scott's jets saying you're like your plane or mine. And she got a lot of backlash. People were calling her a a climate criminal. (laughs) And then very soon after that post was was out a list of the highest polluting private jets owned by celebs was posted. I believe Kris Jenner (laughs) whipped that list up real quick. I've heard that too, but do we know where it was originally posted? 
I think it was on the Celeb Jets account. I'm probably giving that account way too much credit, but they they have been the ones that have right. been on the cutting edge of sharing all of these celebrity flights. They track private jets owned by all these celebs because I guess it's public information. Do we think Chris like slid into DMs like, here's $1,000. Yeah, like- <laughs> can you, Post what this can list. you like? But I mean, I feel like it's true though. That's the thing, because Taylor didn't deny it. And, like, she flies a lot because she's following Joe Alwyn everywhere he goes. Totally. And it's not also, like, it's funny because Kylie and uh, Kim were still in the top ten. So it wasn't like it was clearing their names by any means. But it definitely put the light on Taylor Swift, who was the number one highest polluting private jet owner. Do you want my take on if it was Chris or not? Yes. I like, don't think I think Swifties made that up. <laughs> I because, like I feel like they're like, you guys, this is a Christian or hit piece. And it's like, how, where? Like, come on. <laughs> I think this because this celeb jets account is like getting hot. Like, uh, OK, here's a, like people have accused me of being on Tree Payne's payroll because I'm, I'm like a little skeptical of Kayler. And I think um, Taylor had this relationship with this other model. Not at the same time, though. So you could have had both. I think she. I think she probably hooked up with Carly. Like, I'm there for it, you know. But, like, there's this other model that I'm even more convinced of. Um, it's Lily, right? Yeah, Lily Donaldson. Tilly. Go to Tilly, Tilly, Tilly Nation on yes. Tumblr for more information. Also, can you explain for the listeners who Tree Pain is? Oh, it's it's Taylor's publicist. Sorry. So, people have accused me of being on her paycheck because, like, I her payroll. Because, like, oh, I downplay Kayler. But I don't downplay Kayler. I'm just like, well, Carly is married to a man with a baby with him now. So take that for what you, that's just the truth. So like, I don't yeah. think, you know, I'm skeptical of that. It was maybe like a monogamous. I think it was more like a fling, like a messy, like, oh, you've got a boyfriend. I've got a boyfriend, but we're like obsessed with each other and we're making out, hooking up and I'm writing love songs about you, but it's confusing and it's messy. And like, that sounds a lot more believable to me than like they were monogamous love, in true love girlfriends for four years even though for two of them they didn't hang out and and it just doesn't work for me so people accuse me of being on tree pain's payroll and it's like no like i'm just out here making content and i feel like celeb jets on twitter is just out i think they're just out there like trying to make content trying to like entertain their fans like trying to bring the facts to the people and i don't think chris jenner had anything to do with it that's so fair because this again was the time that they got the most buzz so maybe like i'll just do like a listicle like I'll just right. do some. Well, I think I think they probably have been working on that for a while and then yeah, buzz like yeah. started to really come up around the Kylie stuff and they said this is time to drop it yeah and fair enough because it blew I up you should reach out for comment <laughs> literally because I've followed celeb jets from like day one I was like a day one follower Mm-hmm. I've been reporting with them for months, like just because it's so fascinating. So we should Taylor, get celeb jets on the pod, literally. But I'm like, are you like anon? Well, I guess you are too. I'm so, fully anonymous. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Maybe I'll reach out. Reach for it. Comments. You should reach yeah. out for comment. <laughs> okay. Well, okay. I'm going to. I'm going to. Celeb jets, come on the pod. <laughs> so celeb just. Jets posted that Taylor had taken 170 flights in seven months, which is pretty egregious. And then Taylor's team, um, so I guess Tree Payne included, released a statement saying that she loans her private jet out to people. So it's not her (laughs) fault. But that's even worse because, okay, here's the thing. 
Taylor Swift herself should always be flying private. That's a safety issue and a convenience issue. And I think, you know, like, particularly for the safety, but I also think Taylor's earned herself some convenience. Like, we, you know, like, the planet's kind of fucked anyway, so, like, whatever. (laughs) Well, I have a rant about that that I put on my Patreon, but I'll share a little bit with you guys. But, like, first and foremost, Taylor should always fly private. She has to. It's very much the same. You cannot have Taylor Swift on a fucking southwestern air air flight. I was about to say southeastern. Taylor (laughs) cannot fly Delta. It's just not going to (laughs) happen. Like it's not, it would not be safe for her or for the people who would like shit themselves into a dizzy. Like that's just not good for anyone. She does need to be on a private jet and she can afford one. Great. Nobody else in her circle needs to be flying on it. Like literally anybody else in her circle can fly business class, first class, wear a mask because that's like very commonplace on airplanes now. So like even, even people who have their faces out there, like Andrea or Joe, like now if Taylor needs to take the jet, Everyone should pile in with her. I don't know if Taylor's heard of carpooling. Taylor needs to jet pool. (laughs) Actually, Celeb should start doing that, like jet pooling. Okay, so that's what I was thinking because I was like, you're right. I wrote in the outline, like, can celebrity safety ever justify using a private jet with the climate crisis? And you're right. I think, like, or, like, presidents and stuff like that. Like, yeah, it is a safety concern for sure. But then I was thinking, well, how could they make this a bit less problematic because I was thinking like I was following celeb jets when the Kourtney Kardashian wedding was happening and they like took three private jets to Italy and I was like I feel like most of you could have gotten on one flight or not taken like a private jet that only has like 10 seats you could just charter Charter a a a commercial flight and put all 100 people on your your flight, all your makeup people, your hair people, your friends, family, like all of that shit. So I was like, that would be just better. It's still not great, obviously, but I don't know what the solution is. I I just think, yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't have a broader solution for the climate crisis either. (laughs) But like, We're going to solve it today. (laughs) But like Taylor is, I think, justified in taking a private jet when she needs to travel long distances. I think there should be more effort on her part to take cars, though, when possible. And also, nobody else needs to fly private. Like, nobody else needs... She should not be giving the jet out to, like, Joe's friends who literally gift them first-class tickets. That's still a fine experience. Like, you know, but, like, everybody else on her team just needs to be jumping on flights that have many people on them. And when Taylor flies, everybody jump in with her. But, like, Joe even does not need to be on the private jet. Like, so no. I'm sympathetic that it's a safety issue for her. She literally has stalkers like a public like an airport is a public place. Like, who knows what nonsense could go down? I do believe, you know, she needs that that, you know, a private jet like there would be like I sh- I'm sure her stalkers would like start buying plane tickets in bulk, just riding back and forth between like Nashville and New York City, like just trying to catch her on one. You know yeah, what I mean? Or London. Right. London to Nashville or something. Right. Yeah. Um, 100%. So, but yeah. no, but nobody else. Like, this is, it's not okay that she lends it out to people who don't even need a private jet. Like, I'm sure it's yeah. a great experience. I'm sure it's fun for her to kind of flex that and like be generous, kind of quote unquote generous to like give that to friends and stuff. But that is not, there's no reason for it. That's, that's hurting the climate with no like Taylor safety. Okay, fair enough. That, that's just her flexing and like kind of showing off and like, I'm sure it's a lovely experience to ride on Taylor's jet, 
But like, of course, you know, so she just needs to not lend it out to people and use it. Totally. A few days later, she was coming out of her private jet (laughs) with the umbrella. You've seen those pictures, obviously. I have. Yes. They are so funny. Like it just, I'm going to write a note to include these in like the episode show notes, but they're just so fucking funny. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, she's done this before. Like, yeah, you can tell when Taylor doesn't want to be papped because she doesn't get papped. And, like, the yes. only place they can, like, catch her is the airport because that's a public information, like, when her plane is flying and up in the air yes. so they can go to the airport. And, at like, Celebrity Jets. <laughs> at Celebrity Jets on Twitter. <laughs> Come on the pod. Um, but so she will ruin those pictures by putting a umbrella over her face. But it is very funny that it just, like, she kind of has done that many times, but they were really trying to catch her because, like, this news had come out of her using the jet. And it just is like this disaster of like the world is such a funny place that this pop star had to like walk around with an umbrella on her head. So she's not pictured because she's just single handedly destroying the planet. Um, (laughs) But like my further rant about it is like this isn't great. Like Taylor do better. But like there the world is already fucked. Like I are we not past the point of no return where like billions of people's lives will be affected and it's just going to be that way. And rich people will move North and, you know, they're going to live in Canada and Alaska and they'll be fine. And everybody else, or, you know, Russia even, and everybody else is just fry. You're going to have billions of people that that they're going to run out of water. Agriculture is going to be fucked. And like billions of people will die basically yeah eventually like in the next hundred years and we're just done and it's just the rich people have decided that the few extra dollars of burning fossil fuels and like not you know getting some extra profits in their giant you know multinational corporations is worth it the boomers they're gonna die soon anyway they want a few more dollars and then they're going out (laughs) and they just decided it's worth they decided for us and it's just there's nothing we can do about it is that am i wrong am i being negative like no like i'm laughing but (laughs) to stop myself from crying exactly but yeah like do i think that it's hopeless to just give up no like i uh, (laughs) like i'm gonna continue with like my plastic straw or my (laughs) my paper straw you're gonna continue with your plastic straw usage because you know i get get called out i get canceled (laughs) wait where's like celeb like celeb podcast straw usage on twitter (laughs) (laughs) podcast plastic usage like literally but yeah, like I, I'm still gonna try, but I know it does feel hopeless. And like, also, a lot of people were talking about how, like, again, we are shining the light on like a f- few individuals. In this case, ten, when corporations and right. businesses are still the majority of polluters and stuff. So, yeah. again, like, I don't know, I don't it's, know. It's it's not a great move by her, but there's just so much worse. And it's just like, I'm so, I can't spend that mad. And like, I am like, Taylor, do better. You know, yes, Taylor, do better. But like, I'm over it so fast because like, yeah. Taylor's doing nothing compared to like what fucking Exxon Mobil and like Apple and, <laughs> yeah. you know, every the, the corporation. That, yes. You know, yeah. fast fashion, like that is just truly destroying the earth for like a few extra dollars. Yeah, and totally. Th- and they're not going to stop. So totally. So Taylor was called out here. She's been called out in the past for other things. 
Does she ever, like, take accountability or apologize or, like, change her actions? That's I feel like what a I few times. Know. Okay. I feel like she, like, started, like, whining about Nicki Minaj for the VMAs in, like, 2015, 20, 2015 or 14. I think 15. And, like, Nicki was complaining about how racist these award shows are. And Taylor was like, Nicki, don't drag me down. And, like, I think Taylor very quickly was kind of corrected probably maybe internally and like Nikki was also just like publicly like I didn't even say your name like yeah um, and I think Taylor did a little better you know maybe taking everything so personally like when people complain about systematic discrimination you know I think maybe she took a little bit of a lesson there mm-hmm. I mean she did take a lesson in like she didn't talk about the 2016 election and yeah you know she it yeah. took her it took her years and years to admit that she was like i guess a democrat um but yeah. she did eventually change that status and she has commented okay let's vote let's get registered to vote you know um she's maybe i wouldn't say her activism is like the best in the world but it, i think it's an improvement on her part so i think she has taken some notes and improved some things but a lot mm-hmm. of the time taylor very much likes to frame herself as a victim but I think, I mean, I think Taylor's more in touch than a lot of people that are worth like $600 million or however much she's yeah. worth. Like, I think, you know, it's not all yeah. bad with her. But And she has totally. like, she turned some things around. But sometimes totally. she just, I think she's a bit thin-skinned. And I don't know that that's improved much over the years. Yeah, that's so fair. She is currently embroiled in a lawsuit for, oh my God, Shake It Off. Yeah, <laughs> which is you. like... Which is so funny because that's arguably her worst song. It's <laughs> like, just like Taylor, leave it off the re-record. Just let him have it. Leave it so off. It's so fucking bad. So people are saying that it is delaying the release of 1989 Taylor's version because the girl group, well, songwriters for the girl group 3LW is suing Taylor for the use of like players gonna play 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 the haters gonna hate 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 i'm not gonna sing on the podcast (laughs) she used those lyrics she denies ever knowing of the band 3lw or their song players gonna play which included the lyrics players they gonna play and haters they're they gonna hate yeah i mean this (laughs) this you know the thing is this thing got dismissed and now it's come back and it's just like I wouldn't care, except that it is holding up the 1989 re-record. And as a Swift Gron, that is a very important album to us. Um, Yes, your bread and butter. That is my bread and butter. Like, I will do, I will probably do a Patreon episode every day of the week. That's what we did when Red came out. We did a Patreon episode, like, every day of the week that Red came out. It was insane. so fun. It's the most fun. You'll have to come on. When next time we get Taylor anything, I'm going to be doing so many. I'm going to have, like, 15 bonus episodes to do. You'll have to come on. (laughs) You know, it is it is personally very inconvenient for me to have Taylor's music delayed. So I wish they would wrap this up. I, I just think this terminology has been in use for a long time. Players are mm-hmm. gonna play. You know, haters are gonna hate. Haters mm-hmm. are gonna hate. That like, haters are gonna hate has been a thing that everyone has said for as long as I can remember. I just yeah. I wish they would wrap it up. It just kind of, you know, it goes to show like. 
the the legal and like paperwork side of the music industry I, is so miserable i feel like is so miserable so you're right they originally sued her in 2017 it was dismissed in, dismissed in 2018 and reversed in 2019 now it's delayed to 2023 so do you think she's going to release like her first album i actually think and this is like a crack theory i'm on but y'all got to go with me i think um reputation will be the next re-record we get and it's not even able to be released until like November of this year because you had to wait like they had to be like yeah. five years after they were first released. So yeah. all, all the albums but Reputation were good to go starting in like 2020 when she started like doing it. But then like or 2021, sorry, but Reputation, we've had to wait. And I actually think she's got it almost like I feel like it's going to come before I could be wrong. I mean, things speak now is caught up in a lawsuit as well. But I think debut yeah. she wants to do last. Right. Um, and so I I think, like, Speak Now is caught up in a lawsuit, too. I'm not sure about what. But I think Reputation's coming soon. I have, like, a reason for it, but I can't say the reason. But I do think it's coming soon. And I also think we'll get TS10 in 2023 and we'll get a tour. Yeah, I'm not sure about the tour, but I definitely think we'll get TS10. So mm-hmm. there will, I think there will be new music. Mm-hmm. But I am sad about the re-recordings of 1989 because it's such a good album. So, mm-hmm. okay. It's just been like, I don't know, the summer of queer love. We got your favorite couple, like your, your, girls. <laughs> your girls, Haley Kyoko and Becca Tilly did a hard launch of their relationship in Haley's music video for the girls, which was Bachelor themed, which was the show that Becca Tilly was on. What a career for Becca Tilly. Like, I've watched both her Bachelor seasons. Obviously loved her. Her podcast is really fun. Mm-hmm. And they've just been posting, like, content after content. And it's the kind of content that you watch and you're <laughs> you just, like, a, a single tear falls down your yes. cheek. Yes. I mean, it's so beautiful. Like, the little hype video, I don't know, fan cam that Becca posted about Haley, like the day after the music video came out where I think she did say like, I guess it's a hard launch or something like that. Um, It's Mm -hmm. so cute. And it's just like, Mm -hmm. it's so funny because people have been shipping them for so long and we'd love to see the gay girls get it right. And their content is just like teeth breakingly sweet. Like, you know, when you bite into something sweet and it like hurts the back of your mouth, um, it's like that, it's like crazy. It really is like that's the exact like I watched that video again like a hundred times but like I was screaming into a pillow like like for sure it's it's too cute so all the best to those girls Selena recently I feel like I guess a couple days ago almost yeah like super super um close to this recording date it was kind of coming out but kind of confirming um that she's bi she was just talking with some friends on like an interview Mm -hmm. something for YouTube I feel like she's all over YouTube nowadays and someone mentioned like I don't know the loving touch of a man and she was just like or woman yeah and then she she does like kind of try and giggle and play it off like it's a joke after but it very obviously like wasn't like and selena has said stuff about her sexuality before she's admitted to questioning her sexuality she said she enjoys being shipped with women um there are rumors about her and carla delavine which i am a truther i do think they hooked up in 2015 and auntie had some blinds about that but i've heard tea about it too 
they were like out on a boat like there's I think you yeah, can see the them showering pictures. together and kissing. Yeah. So like, yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she just is very casually giving this interview. The interviewer is like talking about love language and and Selena says, I think mine is a touch. And the interviewer goes, oh, so you want the touch of a man? And she's like, or a woman. And then she's like, ha ha. But no, like she, it comes out so genuinely like, or a woman, like, or, or a woman. Like, you know, like she's like really trying to like assert her sexuality and like her bisexuality and um i just like yeah like selena's bi and we've we've known this but uh it's you know good times and she also the problem is she also came out as straight because when she kissed cara delvin in that fucking <laughs> tv show it's the nastiest like closed mouth like cara's given everything she's got and of course cara's not a great actor but like Selena is a dead animal, like laying in the street, hit by a truck on that kiss. It's so pathetic. So, like, Selena is expressing her sexuality in many different ways. <laughs> I'm fucking dead. Why was that the worst kiss ever? I, it just it was when such they're a like two of the most beautiful women, and they've literally fucked in real life. <laughs> they've literally fucked in real life, and I was, and that the show, like, it's not like it's a PG show. Mm-mm per se i haven't watched it but it's about murder so and isn't it on hbo it's on hulu so they can okay so they can do bodies and say yeah and And it was so chaste and i didn't like either their facial Mm -mm. like expressions and i i was very sad about it i feel like they like selena was like really trying to play it down because she actually is hot for cara they have like Mm -hmm. matching tattoos like, they yeah. spent a lot of time in 2015 together. And Selena was, like, on and off with Justin at the time. And I feel like when she and Justin would break out, she would go hook up with Kara to, like, make him jealous yeah. and, like, you know. Um, and also just, like, go express herself, too. And, like, I think they're very close friends. But I feel like Selena was, like, okay, I need to really, like, just fucking ruin. Like, <laughs> I w- I'm just going to be – I'm going to act like her lips are, like, a raw <laughs> chicken thigh – I'm just going to smear my face across. It's like the worst kiss of everything. Because she knew if it was too good, I I would have been too personally happy about it. So she couldn't let me have that. <laughs> she was like, These Cal? girls. These girls. Yeah, um, yeah. They hate to see me win. but <laughs> I'm fucking dead. But that's kind of like what it seemed like. Like it was like too many headlines will be written about this. So I'm just going to make it. I'm going to flop it. Yeah, it was such a flop. And I was like, you must have done that scene like a few times and this was the only take you could use. I also feel like that show is not that good. Like, I don't, yeah. like, I, I, boomers really, really like it because it has a lot of boomer bait. Like, it's always like the old guy and he's trying to use the cell phone and he can't figure it out. And boomers like, ah, so relatable. Yeah. And like, that's, and like, that's what's made it so popular. Is just like I think boomers, and that's why it's like the best rated show on Rotten Tomatoes now. Or like, like, which is insane. It's a fine show. Yeah, it's like fine, yeah. but it's not that good. But it's boomer bait. And then I feel like Selena was probably like, well, the boomers don't want me to really tongue it up in there either. So I've and like the showrunner and like whoever directed the episode, like the editors were probably like, okay, use one of the more chase ones. Like I'm sure there is a take. Like where is the extended scene or like the deleted scene? Yeah, the where they're like scenes. going at it. Yeah, literally. And I feel like Selena also, not that she doesn't want to be associated with Kara, but like I feel like her good girl image, people forget about her friendship slash relationship with Kara. Mm-hmm. Possibly. Because 
Kara is such a party girl and so is Selena, but no one associates her with that. Yeah. I mean, Selena does have a very squeaky clean image and she kind of has to. Um, Mm -hmm. But I don't think she is. I don't think she's like crazy, but I don't think she's that squeaky clean too. I think getting away from Justin was good for her. No offense to like Angelina's out there. Oh no, 100%. Like I know that was like the most toxic relationship ever and I like still ship it. It's (laughs) I was listening to, she came on my Taylor Swift Spotify radio with that look at her now song. Mm -hmm. And I love Selena. Like I do. I don't know why, but I, she's like, I just feel like she's kind of like got an underdog vibe compared to like Taylor who just like succeeds at everything and wins every award. Like Selena is not in Grammy consideration, but I'm still pulling for her. You know what I mean? But I heard I was like, "Ah, look at her now. Like, yeah, look at her now. Look at her now. She's making out with Kara. She's straight passing on television, but then outs herself in an interview. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking dead. Speaking of getting outed, this was like a huge headline in June, but it got quickly like as the news moves Mm -hmm. um quickly passed over but rebel wilson came out she's dating uh ramona agruma i think she's like a businesswoman yes maybe australian businesswoman i think she's american maybe i don't know okay okay i could be wrong but she felt forced to announce that she was dating ramona because a newspaper in Sydney, the Sydney Morning Herald, was threatening to out her in an article if she, if she didn't. Right. So, like, Rebel comes out on Instagram on, like, a random Thursday or something. Yeah. And we're all so happy because I was just like, oh, my gosh. Like, I don't know if you've ever seen Pitch Perfect or watched, like, some of the press from that. Pitch Perfect is, like, kind of one of my things, though. And, yes. Uh, you know, Rebel was always shipping the Chloe. <laughs> Yes, I was like, such a Bill Chloe girl. Oh girl, you should read my Bill Chloe fanfic sometime. Um, <laughs> that's a real thing that exists. Um, Rebel was like always like, oh Becca and Chloe, Becca and Chloe. She was saying that fucking Australian accent, um, and. And I was just like, oh, my God, like, that's why, like, Rebels by, like, yeah. that's so great. And so she comes out on Instagram, everybody's celebrating, Push Perfect fandom celebrates, everybody celebrates because, like, Rebels, like, an icon. And, like, here she is, like, coming out as queer. And um, and then, like, the next day, the Sydney Morning Herald, like, posts this article about, like, well, we were going to out Rebel. And then she did it on Instagram for us. And, like, people on Twitter sort of were, like reading their papers i guess like australians were like wait what the fuck is this and posted about it and it's Mm -hmm. just like the this and it's a fucking gay guy that wrote the article and he was basically like well we reached out to rebel to comment and she snookered the story from us or something like she slumped this he used some weird word she like got the drop on us and came out on her own terms how dare she and it was like very (sighs) fucked up that like in this day and age like these these powerful writers at this big this big paper were gonna out her they reached out for comment and then rebel validly and very pettily in my um, imagination in my mind very pettily she was like uh uh-uh, i'm gonna it's coming for me then like if you yeah. guys are gonna force me out which is so sad uh yeah but yeah she said yeah. something like I was always looking for a prince and I maybe I needed a princess or something. And posted yeah, it was it was sweet. Yeah. And it seems like they're like living their best lives. Like now they post mm-hmm. quite regularly on yep. traveling social media. About. Yeah, mm. traveling everywhere and hot and rich. 
I was about yeah. to say young, but Rebel's like 40, but she looks good. Yeah, just doing a bunch of rich stuff. Like, that's for sure their vibe. Right. But yeah, just so ugly. And yeah, I think sometimes people forget that this type of stuff still happens a lot. And well, something that I kind of wanted to talk about, because a lot of people are just like, well, why don't these celebs just come out? And well, they're sometimes they're getting threatened by newspapers. But... One of my listeners, Elizabeth, at Hermit Power, was asking about queer baiting in pop culture, which we were talking about before we hit record. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But specifically around celebs using queer iconography, etc., imagery, blah, 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 to sell a product if they aren't already out. I'm sure you talk a lot about this on your podcast, mm-hmm. but what are your what are your thoughts? I think they can do it and we get to call them gay. Yes, like Taylor. Like. Right, like, because I, I'm, yeah. like, if a straight person were to do, say, like, a lot, maybe some of what Harry Styles does mm-hmm. with some of his music and his iconography, as your listener said, like, or what Taylor did with the Lover era. If they're straight and they're doing that, that is horrible. I'm not for that. But you can't, since people, like, closeting is, a, like, a thing that exists, and we're all sort of born closeted, sadly. I mean... Maybe not exactly, but you know what I mean? Like, that's a social thing we have to deal with. Yes. I think that's fine. But to me, those that's that's actually that is them coming out. They're saying I, as an artist, have the right to profit off this iconography. Why am I saying it weird now? Why have I? I don't know, but it's the worst word. Um, this imagery, imagery. Yeah. (laughs) Great minds. Um, (laughs) this I, I as a celeb and artists have a right to profit off this imagery to me that's them that's the same as them saying i am queer yeah and so if they're not queer i'm gonna call you gay like and then it's okay because you're gay so taylor swift <laughs> bisexual great bad <laughs> use that bi flag in however many wigs you want harry styles yeah. you know pansexual nymphomaniac no i don't know like, now i'm just saying <laughs> words but like um use that imagery all you want because mm-hmm. you're gay and i'm gonna yeah. call you gay and if you're not gay you shouldn't be using it. And if you didn't use it, I wouldn't call you gay. But you do, so I will. That's your payment, is that I get to have a podcast where I call you gay. I was listening to a podcast about High School Musical the other day, and they were talking about Ryan, Sharpay's brother. Mm. <laughs> because Kenny Ortega, like, a decade after the movie came out, was like, yeah, Ryan was probably queer-coded. And then Lucas Grabeel, the actor, was like, well, if I knew that he was gay at the time as a straight person i wouldn't have played like chosen to play him wait that dude is straight yes oh come on girl uh-uh. okay, but, then, but then he was in the harvey milk movie wait a minute now hang on well, hold on because yeah the, the issue here is so that was just fun acting choices that <laughs> yeah. that dude made as a straight man yeah that doesn't sound right to me i know i was like also the chemistry between lucas and corbin Mm -hmm. in the second movie didn't feel like acting to me didn't feel like acting even yeah um i think we should get them on for comment because i don't believe that i would honestly i could I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm just kidding. He's thriving somewhere. Yeah. I mean, but... pulling for him, but yeah, yeah. I don't know that I'm 
picking up what he's putting down with that. Anyways, that was so tangential, but it just, I was just thinking about that. He's like, if I had known he was queer, sweetie, you played that boy as a slur. That was, you know? Oh my God. Oh, so fucking funny. Mm. Anything else you want to say about queer news this summer? Yeah, let's talk about how like, all the idea that Taylor was going to come out during the lover era. So that is a theory that many people have had guys. I have a deep dive on this on my podcast. It's called, I would bet money that she was going to come out during the lover era because I would. (laughs) So I've heard tea on this, but there's also all the stuff she did. And just this summer, like a matter of weeks ago. Yeah. Let So let me tell you about one theory that like we think we got confirmed. So there's a designer called Christian Siriano um, yes. And he's like a gay guy designer. He's, you know, designer to the stars. And for Pride in 2019, he made this beautiful rainbow dress that had these like nude panels, like whatever. It was this pretty rainbow dress. And he posted to Twitter, like, and he used seven rainbow emojis. And he was like, guess who's going to be wearing this at DC Pride, you know? And everybody's like, oh, who's it going to be? Who's it going to be? Now, this is during the lover era. So you have to understand Taylor Swift has been doing all this weird gay stuff and Lover was her seventh album. And she was using emojis all era to like signal stuff. So people thought the seven emojis, that's like Taylor's thing, like seven emojis. She did the seven palm trees. She did like, I think she put like 182 emojis up on Twitter one day, which was 182 days before like the first single drop, like whatever. She was doing emoji coding, which is like, yeah, I, I can't believe like I have space in my brain that remembers all of this. Like sometimes while I'm podcasting, I like freak out a little bit and I'm like, I can't believe I know all this stuff anyway. Also, I can't believe she was using as basic. Now she has such complicated stuff as emojis. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> it was like, yeah, that's those were the days where the code was like simple. But I yeah. don't think Taylor does anything that complicated these days. I think it's always been simple and Swifties look for more complicated codes and then they never come true. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. So Christian's posting about this dress. Who's going to wear it? He's teasing people. Oh, who's it going to be? He posts on Instagram. And then like the the big pride parade in DC comes and Billy Porter, who is a black man, wears it. And it like, it looks, it looks right on him. Like it's fine. But like, it looks, uh, a lot of people notice like this is weird because it has these nude modesty panels on the sides that like those panels were, made for a white person right. um so that's that's something interesting that people are like wait a minute and at one point or another somebody photoshops taylor into the dress when it was like on a mannequin they put taylor into it and christian either reposts it to his instagram or he like comments on it or he likes it he interacts with, like this fan art that somebody's done photoshop like oh yes this is so great that happened sometime in 2019 as well like after the parade and everybody's sort of like Okay, Taylor was so weird, and then there's ru- there was rumors she was going to come out. All these rumors start circulating that she's going to come out, and I've heard them from every which way, from, like, confirmed, like, vetted sources who are like, this was going to happen, and here's who I talked to that, like, this that worked on the project that, you know, she was allegedly going to come out in, like, a Rolling Stones article. But, mm-hmm. you know, grain of salt, of course, grain of salt with gossip, but, you know, that was, like, the tea floating around, and people thought Christian was was teasing it. Uh, by posting the the Photoshop picture of her in the dress. Well, a couple weeks ago on TikTok, this random Gaylor account with like not not a ton of followers, just like a Gaylor that's out there making content, posts about the dress. Somebody asked him about it and he 
answers the question to like uh, explain like, okay, what everything I just explained. So he explains everything I just explained. Here's the dress. Here's the theory, like blah, blah, blah. Christian on his blue check TikTok account duets the video, puts the camera up so it's looking at the dress. And then as the user starts explaining the theory, he walks over to the dress holding a teacup and a saucer. And as the the user says, like, and she was going to come out, Christian sips the tea. People see it. Gaylers start freaking out. Swifties start freaking out. He gets bullied into taking it down. But, like, he basically confirmed, in my opinion, that's, like, gay man for, like, yeah, that's tea. You're right. And he deleted it. He didn't say, no, guys, it's just a joke. Like, no, guys, I'm just messing around the fans. He just deleted it without comment. That's so wild. Like, he basically said, yes, Taylor was going to come out and wear my dress. And we think he's always been petty about it because he was going to get to be part of this huge, you know, monumental pop culture moment. Yeah, it obviously didn't go that way. And Mm -hmm. yeah. He's mad about it. Yeah, because it would have been like photographed a million times. Right. Yeah. I mean, his name would have been written in the history books. Yes, yes. That is so interesting. Is there footage of that? Like, did someone screen capture it? I've got it on video. Yeah. I can send it to you. Yes, please. I need to see that. I mean, people were, like, triggered by, like, I I posted on Twitter, and people, like, talked, like, complained and said, like, she's being outed. You have to delete this. And I did. But, like, no, calm down. Like, she's not but she kind of is but like she's like the thing is is if somebody if if what you say like your little tiktok or your little podcast your little you know master post theory if it doesn't prompt a celeb to pull a rebel wilson and post their instagram and say yeah like i'm gonna then it's not outing somebody it's just fan theories it's just gossip so like that's kind of my like we can see very clearly like rebel wilson was gonna be outed and like the response that prompted yeah, and like you said before, when um, celebs are using queer imagery mm-hmm. and profiting off of that, like, I think they do open themselves up to, like, some speculation. Right. Like, I used to refuse to talk about Shawn Mendes, but then he right. started, because he didn't like it, but then he started posting himself all wrapped up in rainbow flags in and rainbow talking flags. about how confused he was. Right. So we just did yeah. a deep dive on Shawn Mila. Shawn Mila. Yeah. Yes. That was such a good episode. Oh, thank you. Okay, love that. Definitely send it to me. I won't I repost, but I definitely want to see it. DM it around, though, because people <laughs> yeah. Okay, but this is something I actually have always wanted to talk about on my podcast, but never kind of had the outlet. But we wanted to talk about family TikTokers or basically just use the Doherty, the D-Dozen, as a kind of case study for any type of... Uh, family TikToker or, you know, parents that use their kids in TikToks or YouTube videos. But family went viral. I remember first seeing it. The mom specifically, I think her name is Alicia, Mm -hmm. um, went viral for a TikTok that was posted about her morning routine. It was called Mom of 12 Morning Routine. And it shows her getting up at like 5 a.m. and making 12 like breakfasts and lunches for her 12 kids so she has a husband they have four kids that they like biologically birthed and then they have eight that they adopted or are 
fostering currently, but it is just like spiraled out of control as family TikTokers always do. Do you like regularly watch their content or are you just on like the snark pages? I just discovered them. So I have not done a deep dive, but I've always been a bit obsessed, like in, in a dark way, like in a like, oh no, oh no, this isn't great. Like, I don't know if you remember like a long time ago, like five, 10 years even, there was like a YouTube channel called like Daddy of Five. And it was literally just this dude abusing his kids for views. Like the darkest shit, like CPS got involved. Like he would like prank them. There was one in particular who was sort of like the redheaded stepchild, like that they would just brutally like the mental games, like they would like mess up his room and then bring him to the room and be like, why'd you mess up your room? You're grounded. You're in so much trouble. And like the kid lost his mind. Like the kid went crazy and um, like had to be removed from the house because he was being abused. And this guy was like making tons of money off YouTube. And it, I've just ever since then, I've just been like, oh, no. So whenever I see people, even if they seem wholesome, like profiting off children, I get nervous about it. So I just saw this lady like three days ago and quickly got like a like a like a quick like. I don't know about you, but I when I like get interested in something, I have to be obsessed with it for at least a matter of hours. Yeah, so, like, me too. Did a me brief, too. like a brief obsession deep dive, like a chill, like a chill six hour, like let me watch every TikTok they have and read the subreddit real quick. And so like I know the basics, but I will say one thing I like about them is that like only four of the kids are biologically theirs because I start to get a little nervous when they're like, yeah, we had 10 children. We had 14 children. We had sit 20 and i'm like oh i'm getting dugger vibes don't like that because yes, i know what goes down much. in that house yes um child yes. abuse for again i don't know. know why i'm laughing i think it's no, just it's, because it's, yeah it's a nervous reaction yeah i do this yes. like sometimes like you get a little uncomfortable like what else do you do but like ah, uh, laugh a little bit yeah i've always done that as well so you know i did like like okay they didn't you know breed like bring all these children into the world biologically yeah, but she you, it's still just like, OK, so these are vulnerable children that have been placed in these people's care, like due to bad circumstances with their home, you know, unfor and it's just, oh, I don't know that these like precious vulnerable children need to be this lady's meal ticket. Now, mm. I'll also say from the TikToks, I haven't watched like YouTube's. And so people on the Reddit say, like, on the lives, like, sometimes she's ignoring the kids. And everybody says she drinks too much because she does these yeah. grocery hauls. And she's always getting, like, six cases of White Claw. But, you know, I don't <laughs> yeah. know. Again, um, I don't know why I'm laughing. But, yeah, it'll be, like, her grocery bill. And then it'll be, like, $350 of booze. And you're mm -hmm. like, mm maybe don't post that i know well i'm like just get the white claw on a different run lady like you don't have to video it like you're the executive producer of your tiktok channel you don't have to show everybody the white claw but she chooses to i mean i don't know like but her grocery bills are insane they're like 1400 dollars. like she yeah just gets so much shit it's crazy but it's like i can understand like why it's so fun to watch because like as americans particularly americans but like i guess lots of people but americans really like excess and we're just yeah. like, yeah, make 15 sandwiches. Oh, just do it with the peanut butter. Like, we love that shit. So, like, people <laughs> lo are, like, crazy for her content. But here's the one weird thing I've stumbled onto. There is a theory that she is faking being up at 5 in the morning. I know. And I love this theory so much. Which like, is this so is why funny. I love the internet because it's so fucking funny. 
So like the evidence at first that all I could find was like, it looks light out when she's like doing the, like making, doing the breakfast morning routine, making the banana breads, making the pancakes, like whatever. And people say, oh, it's too dark. Like, I guess they have an idea of where they live, like somewhere in New Jersey, maybe, Mm -hmm. or it's up in the Northeast somewhere. And they say, oh no, like that's too it's too bright. It would be darker. And I'm like, well, y'all don't know exactly. Like, depending on where you live in the state, like maybe it, you know, because time zones are funny and like maybe I'm stupid because New Jersey is so small. But like in Tennessee, there's like three different time zones in the state, basically, like almost, you know? Right. right. Um, Like when you get to longer states. So like I, I'm kind of like, uh, I don't know, guys. But then on a YouTube live once, her husband... <laughs> She says something and I think he thinks she asked for the time. And like everybody knows that he had been on his phone. Like he had been seen like walking around on his phone, like texting or like doing something. And he goes, it's 638. And she goes, no, no. And she looks back to her clock that she has set that you can see like above her stove. So you can always see, oh, she's up at 5 a.m. And she's like, no, no. And she looks back at the clock and she's like, it's 525. And he's like, oh, sorry. And it's just like. He was on his phone. Wouldn't he know what time it was like? And then I, then after I saw that, I was like, oh, she is faking it. And so a lot of people think that she might be even doing that, like that big cook at like 6 p.m. Like, yeah, now it still could be the morning. And she's just saying it's 5 a.m. to be a little more impressive. Yeah. But a lot of people say it's like it's done at 6 p.m. And it's all for show. Like she just does it whenever she has time. And, yes. like, they're not eating the food. Like, it goes to it. And so I don't know if I believe that. I mean, what do you think? Do you think this is just, like, it's a little later and she's just trying to be impressive? Or do you think this is, like, all a facade? I think she is faking it just because <laughs> I feel, like... I feel like everyone on TikTok is faking it. Like the girls that like get up at 5 a.m. to like fucking journal for an hour mm-hmm. and then work out and then meditate and then get ready for work. Like, I just don't believe that you're doing that. Or maybe I'm just a piece of shit like, <laughs> that struggles to wake up early in the we morning. We just like, like see like people with successful behaviors and <laughs> habits and we're like, well, that's fake. Nobody yeah. can be awake before 7.45 a.m. Yeah. That's like, not a genetic that are, like, possibility. Mentally well. I'm like, that's like. Yeah. Impossible. We just see people like who have like a healthy sleep schedule and like mental wellness. And we're like, well, that they're faking that. That's a Hollywood movie. Clearly. Just like the moon landing. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah. yeah. But like, actually, like maybe I am just a hater. Yes. But I think also on the Internet nowadays, you can't just be like, I get up at 7 a.m., my kids get up at eight and I make these lunches for you. You have to be like, I wake up at 5 a.m. like with the birds and like, like you have to stand out in that way. So like, I think, I think I she know. maybe used to wake up at five and then she got TikTok famous and they, they make like $50,000 a month from like paid and uh, pl- product placement and stuff like that. She does ads all the time. Plus YouTube views, all of that. She's making like 50 grand a month. Like, so I feel like once she starts making 50 grand a month, like, sh- sh- I'm surely she's just sleeping all day. Like, that's, I, I say Literally. this as a piece of shit who's like, well, if I made that much money, I would never get out of bed. Like, maybe we're Same. just telling on ourselves right now. Literally, literally. I also wrote, like, the money's definitely not going to their clothes budget. <laughs> like, 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 yeah, where they're, like, home aesthetic, like. 
No, it's not. And it's well. And the other thing, here's a big thing. They're always using paper plates, which, of course, that's very Taylor Swift of them. Not great for the planet. <laughs> Taylor Swift, climate criminal. Criminal. Yeah. And like at celeb plastics. At, get at on, celeb like. paper products. Get the Docker <laughs> Doherty, Docker, whatever they are. Get them celeb paper products usage. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, they first they said, well, there's like a septic tank issue in the house. So like we, you know, we can't do dishes. Oh, now the dishwasher's broken. But the funny thing is every time she mentions something being broken, somebody buys it for her. So I know it's very ace family. Yeah. Very like, oh, well, the website was down. And then this like this is why this didn't go right. Because this and like, yeah, right. sure. Those things happen. But it. it I just, I don't trust these mega families because why can't they just have a life in peace? Well, because they wouldn't be making $50,000 a month. And then you start thinking like, well, what would you do for $50,000 a month? You'd fake a breakfast haul. (laughs) You'd make some, you'd you'd throw some banana bread in the trash. You know, you would. Now, I guess, I, (laughs) I guess she could be like cooking it. And then, you know, saving it and they just microwave it the next morning. I don't know. But I also feel like, come on, if you're making 50. But I mean, here's the thing. I think she can't be like, are they saving for college? Because if they're saving for college, they're going to, you know, they're going to need 50 grand a month for a while. So like, I don't. So but it's just me. It's just like, God, I would live in a bigger house with help. That's the thing is like, okay, But also I was thinking with the paper plates, like 12 plates for a normal dishwasher would fill the whole bottom so like Mm -hmm. i get that but you're right like but why doesn't she just run the dishwasher once a day like yeah after every meal yeah you're right like i yeah i would hire a chef or like a meal delivery kit or something well and they do like they sometimes they like uber eats taco bell at the end of the night and it's just like this huge pile of tacos but and then yeah. a lot of people here's what i don't i like some of the snarking i like that they like rooted out she's not up at five in the morning i like that they're keeping up with like her you know at slub paper plates like do it but <laughs> they come people comment about like the nutritional content of the food i and saw then that. i'm like let's like can we just not be weird about food can we stop talking about other people's food like oh my god you know 100 percent. like everyone was like i saw the comments and it was she like, feeds the kids slop <laughs> and it's like they're usually so decently balanced meals like there's always a fruit and veggie yeah you know, she adds not... like a fucking bagged chips and right it's not people that are bad. calling her like the worst mom ever i'm like yeah again if you had 12 kids you would be giving your kids packaged food because you can't make everything homemade and keep up with it's just, it's like, it's not like her kids are all under the age of five. Some of them are like 16. Right. Like I they're mean, eating adult sized meals. Well, the one thing is all the kids get the same portion sizes. So that is a bit that weird. That was like another call out. is going to need more than, that's another call out. But again, can we yeah. not comment on people's food? 100%. And like also, it, people on the internet have gotten so psycho. And like I, me too, but it's same. like. To think of that, to look at the, because I have watched now t- dozens, of, a D dozen amount of her <laughs> videos. And like, I didn't think that the portions were different because it looks like not aesthetic, but like it looks, you know, she's doing everything evenly. Yeah, she so, does, which is probably like a little less food than the big kids need and a little more food than the little kids need. But they yeah. have like a huge snack situation. She makes yeah. these snack boards. 
but also yeah. like they can just like I'm sure the kid like I think the big kids like just go get a like an extra bonus meal which you yeah. need that when you're a teen so who cares but like the only fun comments I've seen on the food because most of them like can we not judge like they're eating perfectly nutritious like let's stop being freaks like you know there's just freaks out there that are like they should be carnivore they should only yeah. be eating animal liver like and just yeah eat, you know so like I don't we don't need any of that but what is one funny thing I've seen people theorize like they do this around the world Mondays where they cook like a different you know cultural they'll do Mexican they did Hawaiian food like so that's fun and she said, like, oh, we're going to do soul food. But then she never posts soul food. And, like, there's screenshots of someone commenting, like, when are you guys going to do soul food? And then she's like, she'll say, oh, we did it last Monday, but I forgot to record it. And it's like, girl, you've never forgotten to record anything in your life. But people <laughs> Alicia. say she's, no, Alicia. People say she's not recording the soul food episodes because she doesn't season her food enough. And, like, yeah. people will have a fit if she puts yeah. up soul food that's not properly seasoned. She's, like, shy about it. I think that is funny and worthy of comment. But um, I feel 100%. like people are too picky. People are like, they should be raw vegan or they should be carnivore. Like, shut up. Like, let kids yeah. have some chips and it's fine. Like, they're fine. Literally, like, let's move on. Right. But, yeah, I totally agree because she has not ever not had the <laughs> that camera, camera shoved in her fucking hand. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. But, like, what I always think about if I have kids in the future, like, will I put them on social media? It's a personal choice for everybody. But, like, I don't know. It's really tough to... I feel like like I saw some of her videos of her dancing with some of her kids. I was like, this is yeah. cute. This is like a fun bonding activity. Like this is like, but do you need to post it to a million people? But then I'm like, but then you're getting this money, which is right. having that many kids is so expensive. So like, I don't know. I'm, I, I don't know. It's really difficult to like decide what I'd want to do. But like, I just don't think your kids understand or can comprehend what being on social media is so putting them on there to this extreme it's different than like a normie like us posting your child to your socials but like where it this is gain, like gaining this is a career for them yeah I think it's I think it's tricky I do feel like you know with like if you're like a normie with like 125 followers on Instagram and you're just like here's my kid like I think that's fine yeah I think like Posting your kid to Facebook once in a while, just a nice picture. I don't yeah. think that's a big deal at all. But here's the problem. And do you know what has been going on? Another TikTok, like, child star, that Wren child. Yes. Who's, like, the little baby toddler, beautiful little girl. Yes. And, like, sh like, it's very, like, content warning for, like, mm, child abuse like things yeah. some people might want to not hear about but like the theory is is like she has such a huge following and it's like a large percent men. of like old men yeah and like the most searched video of her is like Ren eating a hot dog and like cr like creepy like, stuff disgusting I'll put content warnings in the yeah. episode show notes but yeah. yeah and then people were blaming the mom because this was pointed out to her and she, and she like, kept didn't on stop. posting yeah she didn't stop the content well I mean that lady's making a lot of money yeah and it's just like oh no like oh this is a this is a fucking black mirror turn I didn't think a toddler on TikTok would take like yeah but you know you expose your child you expose them to things that you know like you don't know who is out there being a creep 
So like 100% anyone who says I'm keeping my kids off social media, I'm all for it. Like I, you know, I think it's fine in small doses, but then even if you're just like a normie on Facebook, you don't know what creepy guy from your high school, like is out there keeping an eye out. So totally. So I like one of my friends has a three-year-old that I hang out with a lot. And I always just think like there's sometimes where he doesn't even want to play his favorite game. So I just like think about how do you get so much content with your kid being engaged when like half the time they probably don't want to do this. So that's when I think it's like exploitative too. Because it's like if I can't get this three-year-old to, you know, play trucks when that's like his favorite game Mm -hmm. every day, like even if they like making videos like one day, like. I don't know, just the consistency of it creeps me out, like that the kid feels right. like they have no choice. Right. And you just know behind the scenes, like these like are like we're making so much money. Like the oldest Dor Doherty, Doherty dozen, whatever, D dozen yeah. kid just got a Jeep. Brand new Jeep. And you just know he like they those kids know, like, oh, all this food, all these toys. She goes crazy for their birthdays, which is, like, really sweet. But, like, all these toys, all this food, cars, college, like, everything's an option now because we do these videos. Yeah. And, like, you just know, I'm sorry, some of these children are, you know, neurodivergent. They're all Mm -hmm. little, some of them are very young. They're not going to want to do that 24-7. And it's just, Mm -hmm. it's tough, you know, and it. I I don't think it would be a bad thing for YouTube, TikTok, all of that to just be like, uh, we're not going to monetize family channels. 100%. Why don't they just do that? So if you want to share your kids, great, but you can't monetize. You know, I it's just and people would find workarounds and they so, would. like product stuff and like all of that. But like, I just cannot imagine. Like my parents took me to Disneyland when I was like eleven or whatever. Cannot imagine going to Disneyland with my parents and then just them just being like, Kate, just wait, before we like get on this ride, you need to like do this. Do a TikTok dance on dance. TikTok. Yeah. yeah. Like you need to put on this set of ears and like show people or like before you eat that ice cream, like you need to tell the listeners like how <laughs> the the right. viewers how much you want to like eat it or whatever. Like what the fuck? Like I just I can't imagine. Yeah. So it's it's just weird. I'm enjoying her. Like, I'm enjoying, like, diving in. They've got a good snarker community. There's some weirdos that, like, hang around the families. So, like, everybody's keeping up with them. So, like, they have a subreddit on Reddit. And I would, like, go look at her grocery hauls or her, like, cook, her big cooks. Because that is fun. Yeah, it is. Like, to zoom in on the receipts. <laughs> right. The zoom, they're always, like, $1,400, $700 on White Claw. Like, <laughs> So here we are saying like, oh, this is so horrible. Anyway, here's where you can find it. Good www yeah, dot. Yeah. Like we're we're just part I know, of the we're cycle. F- we're I know we're feeding the the monster. We are whatever for sure. Okay, let's move on to Pettyweight Champion of the Week. This is the part of the show where Cam is going to nominate her Pettyweight Champion of the Week. Someone in the media who did something petty and it was iconic. Who are you nominating this week? I mean, I'm just going to go back to my bread and butter and nominate Taylor Swift. Maybe not for this week. I have some like sub nominations. Yeah, for the decade. She wins this big decade. Taylor Swift, petty weight champion of the decade. Yeah. Because let's talk about all the petty things she has done. Dropping guys' names in songs. She, She was assaulted and then 
he sued her and then she countersued for a dollar. Then she put that dollar in a music video. Queen. Naming her the giant snake on <laughs> making an entire <laughs> snake era after Kim Kardashian like called her a snake one time. And naming the snake Karen with a K after Kim on her tour. She had a giant like 700 foot tall snake that she named after Kim Kardashian basically, which is insane to me. What else has she done? The re-records. Literally. Literally. (laughs) The most petty thing she has ever done. Uh, You know, some they sold her masters to someone she didn't like. And she said, I know exactly. I'm going to make those valueless. Let me just take a cool couple years of my life and put all this work in just to like inconvenience you and make you less money. I mean, what else? What am I missing? Well, the re-records are so interesting. It's a it's the pettiest move also because I saw an article that came out and definitely the re-records have made people listen to her original albums less, <laughs> but not enough that those masters are worthless still. Really? Like are, yeah, an article came out. So there was a podcast done about Taylor Swift called Every... I always get this wrong. Every single album mm-hmm. on The Ringer. It's about 10 episodes goes through all of her discography and then um they talk about the re-recordings and it is hosted by Nora Princiati from the ringer and then the old CEO of Ticketmaster so like a music industry heavy hitter Mm -hmm. and they talk about how they're listened to I don't want to say equivalent equivalently but kind of so it's interesting how she is continuing to do the re-records even though like publicly and socially I think she's you know given them their like a taste of their own medicine but financially I don't think it's actually like working per se I feel like uh I mean is it possible that it will work better once she's done them all yeah, I think so because you're right. But I think it was looking at like fearless versus that, fearless. Yes, and then red versus red. Mm-hmm. Don't quote me on that. It's a really good. So that every single album or whatever the series is called, they great. did Taylor Swift and then they did Adele and then they did One Direction and mm-hmm. then all the members of One Direction. And it's really good. They go really in depth about the songs in a in a different way than maybe is. Because obviously we've heard every analysis and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, really interesting stuff. But yeah, it, that is just interesting. But that is the pettiest thing that I've probably ever heard anyone ever do mm-hmm. in, in my entire life. Yeah. Taylor is just so petty. I feel like there's one other big thing I'm not even thinking of. But I mean, the Bad Blood music video. I mean, she just is. Like, she's the pettiest woman of the decade. Like, yeah, you know, Katy Perry, like gets dancers from her tour and she makes this whole music video where she like kills her in the music video like taylor i need you to take it down but (laughs) it's so wild like and it's just so wild to think that someone like disses you and then you make like a a top like like, pop song about it an effigy you like kill her in effigy like taylor it is some dancers on a tour i mean i like a crack theory about like it was actually about something else like something gay but <laughs> it's still petty i don't care what she did like if she stole your girl like whatever it's still petty yeah 
wild. And then it was acknowledged in the You Need to Calm Down music video that they had a fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and then they made up. And well, that's yeah. like one of the, the big lover era come out rumors is like before the music video dropped this podcast, um, can't they said like, yeah, I have this friend. They were working on the this Taylor's Taylor Swift music video. Yeah. You know what she's doing? She's like making out with Katy Perry in the music video. And, I, it, you know, it's kind of weird, right? And then, like, it all, like, exploded on Tumblr. Like, Taylor's going to be queer baiting. What is she doing? This is horrible. And, like, really, it was just, like, an expression of Taylor's actual queerness that she was going to, like, address that era and come out. And Taylor, like, had them, like, you know, change the music video and, like, last minute and, like, cut it all back together. And anyway. Well, it was really anticlimactic. So I kind of do believe that because when they just, like, hugged in it, I was like, oh, like. Well, I believe it, too, because they said, like, Taylor's in a fries costume. Katie's in a burger costume and they're making out. And they were in fries and burger costume. Yeah. That's so, like, so this person wild. did have the inside track. Yeah. That's so wild. Right. And then yeah. we have Christian Siriano basically confirming it all. So, whatever. Anyways, Pettyweight Champion of the Decade. I should just do a full episode on just her pettiest moves. Maybe you can come back. Oh, in the I fall. would love to. Yeah. We'll do it. Okay. I love that. So finally, it's time for This Week in Petty, where Cam is going to share a story about something that happened to her in her real life that she's petty about. What are you petty about this week? I mean, I don't know if this is like in my real life, but I'm petty about being right about everything because this summer, okay, last year, some episode topics we covered. I have an episode called Gay Lena, where we talk about Selena being fruity. (laughs) I have an episode called... Uh, Lesbian Jesus and the Not-So-Secret Ship, which is about Haley Kiyoko and Becca Tilly, where I talked about that. That happened last year. Uh, Earlier in the year, I had an episode called I Would Bet Money She Was Going to Come Out During the Lover Era. And guess who confirmed that on TikTok? Mr. Christian Siriano. Like, I'm just saying, you know, I'm sure I've been wrong about some stuff, but I don't know what because everything I do (laughs) keeps getting confirmed. So Literally. You should do an episode of, like... Um, clips from you saying this stuff and then oh my gosh I should updates. make like TikToks yes like, well here's, such good here's this being confirmed like I'm sorry I try to keep it humble I try to keep it real but like <laughs> I think I'm like my nose for this might not be horrible and I feel like if people want the tea they should come find me because I've got a good gut instinct around this stuff 100%. You're my go-to source for oh anything Taylor, Gaylor, really. That is so nice. It's so well-deserved. I love your Tumblr. Are you, really do you the read the work. Tumblr? I read your Tumblr, but I'm not a Tumblr girl, which is really weird because I was really depressed as an adolescent. You fe- I, yeah, you have a Tumblr girl energy about you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, But I also, really like, do. you seem really cool. Like, I just, uh, I always feel like you're, like, you. really cool and I'm, like, a nerd no okay okay a thanks but b i'm like the nerdiest person well you seem cool well thank you i love that also <laughs> can i just compliment the name of this podcast i meant to say it up at the top but like ugh, i wish i could name it like that is such a good podcast name ugh. thank you i give all the credit to chrissy Teigen, who tweeted it once and i just ripped it off well <laughs> shout out to chrissy Teigen. She made a meme of herself that just said this face screams ready to be petty. And it was like her like grimacing. (laughs) And I saw that and I was like, so true. Some of my, yeah, some of my other like 
backup names were so much worse so oh my gosh well all my I feel like all my names are I went through three different names before I landed on what I will say and what I will say is just my catchphrase yeah which is so funny because in my real life I say but what I will say like all the time I feel like it's just not that original of me but it is (laughs) what I say all the time time. (laughs) so like I at least it's true to me it's not like cool or catchy but it's true to me but also apparently true to everybody else maybe yeah but here's what I will say I just do my dad would always say that to me when he was like trying to prove a point like we were having like a debate or a talk or something he'd be like well what I will say (laughs) I always say it and I was like well no it's perfect it's perfect where can the listeners find you and anything else you want to plug this was so much fun and I'm sure people are chomping at the bit to Mm. get more Gaylor content oh my gosh well I would love that well and we we have expanded a little bit beyond Gaylor so you know you're right you're right you know yes if you're if you're not into Gaylor you could check out we've got deep dive on Ivanka Trump you know Shamila it's some interesting stuff there so but um we do a ton of Gaylor and you know proud to be doing that work but uh you guys can come hang out with me at what I will say on TikTok, at what I will say on Instagram, what I will say interactive blog. You can send me anonymous messages if you want. I'll answer your questions. Um, and uh, I'm on, we've got a Patreon. We have like a ton, a ton, a ton of bonus content. And through the Patreon, you get access to the Secret Swiftcron Discord, which is a very, very fun community. I'm so proud of that community. We have a ton of fun in there. And just like if you want to make lifelong friends, you should come through the Discord. Um, I think that's everything. Nice. Thank you so much for coming on. This was really fun. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for having me. I always have so much fun talking to you, just gabbing out. We'll, we'll, we've got, we'll do more collabs in the future, I hope. Yes. Yeah. I feel like we already have some. Well, we already have like 16 different ideas planned <laughs> yeah. just from this episode chatting. Perfect. <laughs> And there you have it. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you to Cam for joining me on today's episode. If you enjoyed today's episode, like I said at the top of the show, the best thing you can do is subscribe, leave a rating and review. I don't know why I said subscribe. (laughs) Like I had uh, the biggest list of the century, but subscribe, leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Share it with a friend, buy some merch, send me a DM. I don't know, just... (laughs) just do whatever feels right for you i hope you are safe and healthy out there as always i'm your host tori and i am ready to be petty see you soon bye